a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Good morning, everybody. Um, If you don't know me, if we've not met before, I'm Andy Johns. I'm the Director of Marketing and Business Development at WordSouth. Thank you for joining us for this topic. Uh, We had originally planned on doing a webinar about websites and some website critiques and everything there. But given the unusual spring that everybody has had, we decided to switch over to something else that, uh, that WordSouth knows a lot about, and that is managing a remote workforce. So I'm proud to say that um, I was WordSouth's first remote worker when I started eight and a half years ago. And uh, for us, we're now 95% uh, before the isolation orders came out. Um, we were 95% of the company working um, from home or working remotely. And uh, so professionally, not a lot changed when the shelter in place and stay home um, uh, stuff came out. Um, but it's still a, a time that's, that's changing a lot of other things and uh, changing stuff for a lot of folks who had not worked remotely before. Even for those of us who are working from home, it's still kind of a, a lonely time, which is why I've come to rely on my, um, my digital office mate here quite a bit and uh, decided to decided to bring her along for uh, this conference, uh, this webinar. So uh, Alexa, are you having a good week? Pretty good. I am excited because this is my first webinar. Oh, good, good. You, uh, you have any, any big weekend plans? There are no plans for anyone ever again, but we can talk later. Do not forget that you have human coworkers to introduce. Of course. Uh, let's get to the uh, let's get to the the panelists here. Then, let's go ahead and uh, Alexa introduce Noble Sprayberry, the bald one. Uh, yes, that's correct. Reading bio for Stephen Smith. No, I'm sorry. That's that's the the wrong bald one. Let me get uh, let me get Noble up here. Sure. Noble Sprayberry is the publications director at Word South. He oversees the production of the regional telco magazine, Alabama Living Pages and other publications, managing 10 writers, photographers, and editors. Thank you. Um, Carrie Scott is the director of accounts at WordSouth. And this week, I guess tomorrow, Carrie celebrates 15 years uh, with the company, with WordSouth. So that's exciting. Congratulations on that, Carrie. Uh, She has worked remotely for about seven years and managed remote folks throughout that time. During this stay-at-home period, she is also doing all of her regular responsibilities while also helping to homeschool her nine-year-old granddaughter. So that's exciting. Um, But let's go ahead and move on. Alexa, read Jared's bio. Jared Dovers is COO at WordSouth. He manages the day-to-day operations at WordSouth and was an early advocate of remote working. Would you like me to tell everyone what you muttered about him after the meeting last week? Uh, no, I, actually, I, I, I didn't know you heard that. Yes, I am always listening. Carrie, would you like for me to order you more homeschool supplies? No, I think we can. I think we can skip that part. Um, okay, so now you have uh, you have met our panel. Um, we'll go ahead and get started. We have a couple of other WordSouth folks online. I think I saw Susan was on there. So thank you guys for being on here to show support. 
And uh, thank you, of course, to all the folks attending, uh, all of our friends from the uh, telecom and electric industries. We appreciate you guys being on here. Um, feel free to use the uh, Q&A um, part down at the bottom of the, uh, the webinar, and we will get uh, those questions worked in uh, for the panel as well if there's something you'd like for them to address uh, specifically. So let's go ahead and jump in, and, and while, while you guys are answering, I may see if I can get your video um, going. So, But let's go ahead, Alexa, read question one. Let's go down the line and ask each panelist what they think the biggest challenges and benefits are of having a remote workforce. Jared, let's start with you, then Carrie and Noble. Sure, hey, uh, glad to be here. Um, I, I probably won't focus on the challenges as much. I think other people will be able to talk to that. I will say the benefit, though, is uh, why a lot of us are here on um, this webinar today is that, you know, we, we're able to keep working while whatever's going on outside is going on. Uh, so this has been a pretty challenging time uh, for several of us, our families and our nation. And I know I'm very fortunate to be able to um, keep working while other people have had to stop. So... You know, to be able to continue your projects, to be able to continue to serve your members or your customers, and to be able to help keep your workforce safe um, while you're while you're going through this and while we're all going through this, to me, is the biggest advantage today. So that that will be my answer for that. Excellent, Carrie. Okay. Well, for me, um, I've been working remotely for about seven years now, and that was after. 30 years um, of working in an office setting. And so um, for those 30 years, I felt like I did a really good job of separating my work life from my home life. And I didn't anticipate having any issues moving forward. But um, oddly enough, I did. For me, I had a hard time um, feeling like I should be working because while I was sitting at home, I felt like, oh no, I'm at home. I should be doing laundry or I should be doing, you know, preparing supper. Um, and it took me a little while, not too long, but just a little while to get in the mindset of working eight to five, you know, setting up a, setting up a little office place where, um, where I felt like here's where I'm working. And, um, the other thing was being isolated from people. I, apparently I like to talk to people and when my husband would come home from work um, those first couple of weeks I think I talked his ear off um, quite a bit because that was my only you know face-to-face -face interaction and we uh, we quickly established a 15-minute rule where we we would talk about our work our, our work day during those 15 minutes and then we would move on to our family time excellent all right, Noble, do you want to, uh, to share, do you think, ch some challenges and benefits? Sure. Um, and I think a lot of the folks who've either been in management or been in a workplace environment where your manager um, just feels better because he can actually see what's going on, um, you get a sense that, oh, wow, that person's really busy today because you have visual evidence. Um, when you work from home, that's not there. And I think one of the positive things is that um, productivity can be equal or in some cases even greater for some employees um, when they're working from home. Uh, for instance, um, someone, if they have a repair person, a plumber, whomever it may be at home and they need to break away, well, they're already there. They're not losing those hours. 
Um, commute time is gone. Um, there's a lot of benefits. And there's a lot of studies, I think, that show that for a healthy percentage of employees, they, their productivity can increase. Um, on the flip side of that, as echoing what Carrie said, it can be really hard to turn work off. It's right there. It's in your living room, your office, wherever it may be. It's hard to get away from it. And after two or three weeks, you can start to see some burnout. We've seen that with some of our folks. Uh, so it's just something a, a manager needs to be mindful of, that they're busy, they're, they're working, but they need to be uh, guided toward unplugging some and encouraged to unplug and make sure it balances. Absolutely. That's well said. And that's something that, that's come up um, quite a bit there. I'm not sure, guys, if, if I have enabled your video or not, um, but I had changed one setting in there. So hopefully um, you guys might be able to do that. Uh, if not, uh, we may just go forward this way. But uh, before we get into too much management talk, um, let's look at working remotely. Uh, a lot of this session is going to focus on re uh, managing remote workers, but I wanted to, before we go too far, Let's run through the panel, same order again, so Jared, start us off, but uh, just share a few tips for folks um, that you have found uh, that make you more productive when working from home. Sure, absolutely. So uh, I've been working remotely, I guess, about seven years, and uh, a few things that uh, we tell people when we hire them in and we're trying to, you know, for a lot of people who come to us, it's their first time working remotely. And we want them to have a really good experience. And the tips I always give are, you know, create a space. Um, if you are at all able in your room or in your house, have, have a desk, have a good chair, and just have a space that is work. Um, some people like to have a laptop, move around things, but have, have at least one space where you go. And when you're at that space, you are working. And when you leave that space, you are not working. Um, it just helps to kind of have some separation. Another one I would always say is just communicate, uh, you know, clearly with your friends, with your family, neighbors, et cetera, that even though you're at home, you're still working. One thing you'll find uh, as you have a remote, as you become remote and stay remote is that a lot of people just kind of stop by uh, or they'll call or they, they, they think maybe you're, you're, you're off and you're able to, you know, to have a couple hour chat with a family member that you haven't seen for a while who is just in the neighborhood. And it can be tough, but having those conversations and just knowing what to say of, hey, I'm actually, you know, I'm plugged in right now. This is paid work I'm being paid to do. I need to be here. and I need to be focused. Um, don't be afraid to have that conversation with your spouse, with your family, and with your friends. That'd be my two tips. Excellent. Carrie, do you have something to share? Sure. I would say that, you know, Jared mentioned having a designated workspace, and I definitely do have that. But um, I'm one of those people that likes to move around uh, a bit. I like a change of scenery. So sometimes I will work from the front porch or I will move my laptop into the living room with me. Um, I do have my granddaughter here and I am doing some homeschool, um, having, to, having to take breaks and do homeschool. So sometimes I'll be set up at the dining room table so I can be next to her to help with um, issues or problems that she has. Um, but I, I like to be able to move around a bit. And some people that works, you know, it can work if you have the right mindset. Um, and I think that's a big part of it. It's just making sure that you do have that mindset that um, I'm being paid to work now. So I've got to focus and get this done. I use sticky notes. Um, the app, the sticky notes app on my Mac 
um, daily just so that I've got a visual reminder of everything that I need to do that day. Um, I can look at it, you know, I see it every time I'm gl- I glance at my laptop and it helps me stay focused and get things done. That's been, that's been big for me. Um, and the other thing, I'll reiterate what Jared has said about establishing those boundaries. Um, you know, I, I had to tell people that I was going to be on a webinar and, you know, this is, this is my time. Don't, don't call me or interrupt me while I'm doing this. You know, that would be, that would be bad. So, um, and I've had to do that with, with friends stopping by or coming by. Uh, work from home does not mean I don't work or I don't have a job. Um, everyone in my family knows that now. My mother's been by enough times and been ignored enough times that she now knows, oh, Carrie is working. I better not mess with her between eight and five. That's, that's important. Uh, Noble, what have you got? You know, there's, there's work productivity and finding a comfortable place to work. But if you work from home long enough, as Carrie was saying, I mean, we tend to move around. We sit in uncomfortable chairs. Um, it can take a toll. And one of the things I invested in is a sit-stand desk so I can stand up during part of the day because what you find if you sit a lot, it, it, it does. It just wears on you. And what uh, I think several of us at Word South have chiropractors on speed dial. Um, so, you know, you, you don't have to have a special desk for that. Just as you're going through the course of the day, be mindful that stand up every, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, move around, stretch, do things that just physically can give you a break. Um, I joke about this, but I'm kind of serious too, is, uh, you know, lock the door to the kitchen. Um, I know that's one of my my guilty things. If there's a box of Cheez-Its or some peanuts in there, it's so easy to pop in, grab some, and 15 pounds later. Um, so it's just be mindful of habits. And then similar to what Carrie said on taking notes, I actually use a physical notebook um, that allows me, I, take, I keep up with tasks and calendar items. And what that allows me to do is actually get away from the screen for a little bit. I can sit down in a chair or at a table and be productive, be productive and do work without necessarily being locked into a computer screen for the entirety of the day. These may only be 10 or 15 minute breaks at a time, but it still, it starts to add up and it's positive. I was not sad about uh, not being a lot of Easter egg hunts this year because that's the worst Halloween or Easter when there's a whole bunch of candy downstairs. You can just grab some when you walk through the kitchen. So I, I hear you loud and clear there. Let's go ahead and move on to our next question. Uh, Alexa asked question three. Jared, on the technology side of things, what programs and systems do you think help manage a remote staff? Sure. So one of the big things, uh, biggest advice I could give anyone, and this isn't just for remote work, and I'll say just kind of in general, some of the things that we're talking about as far as managing uh, and creating culture isn't necessarily just for remote working. Some of it's just good, good advice. And uh, really good really good culture can help you in your office or out of your office. Um, biggest, biggest advice I could give people uh, looking to manage remote workers would be get out of your email. Um, if you're trying to manage... Um, objectives, tasks, and projects through email threads that are 20 and 30 emails long, you you just lose so much and it's so hard to keep up with. So um, that would be my first and probably most important advice is just to get, get out of your email, start giving people, um, giving people clear directions and tasks and explaining what you expect out of them 
and don't worry about managing people as much. Don't worry about managing people's time as much as managing their objectives and making sure they're meeting those objectives. To do that, um, you need a place to be able to collaborate and you need to be able to collaborate around where that information is in context. So two, two options I would give you, the simplest, easiest one you could start today would be something like Google Docs. Um, you know, set up some, some documents in Google, share them around and just say, when we talk about things, let's talk about it where the to-do is. If you have a question about a task that I've assigned, talk about it on that task in that sheet. Um, let's not just talk about random things in lots of emails because it's just so hard to keep up and things will be lost. People will not be included and there's just no visibility. Um, the next thing, if you want to go that next step, uh, and again, this isn't just for remote work. It's just great is we use a program called Basecamp. Uh, Basecamp excels at letting you make very clear assignments to workers and be able to collaborate talking about those files and those assignments where you want that communication to happen. So if you want to start something today, pull up Google Docs or uh, Paper by Dropbox. If you're looking to invest a little more, uh, highly suggest Basecamp. Uh, and you can check that out at Basecamp.com. Excellent. Thank you, Jerry. Jared, uh, let's get to um, Carrie and Noble for these two questions. Carrie, first, um, how do you keep engaged and build that relationship or that rapport uh, with uh, staff um, when you're not seeing them every day or every week or even every month? Great question. Well, you know, Jared mentioned Basecamp, and that's a program that we used uh, long before we even became a remote workforce. But um, it's an amazing tool for us, and it has a a campfire feature in it that we use all the time. Um, the campfire is kind of like an instant message um, program, and we have more than one campfire. So um, my marketing team has its own campfire chat, and we'll go in there uh, daily and we'll ask questions of each other if we're having an issue or a problem. There might be a new project coming down the pipeline that we need to brainstorm on or they want to know, has anybody worked with a client doing something similar to this before? And we, we communicate and use that a lot. And then company-wide, we also use Basecamp. So all 31, 32 of us, however many there are now, we will um, we'll log in daily in Basecamp and we'll, you know, we'll say good morning and we'll tell people when we're going to lunch or if we have to run an errand to the drugstore or something. Um, all that shows up in our company-wide Basecamp. And we also use that just, I mean, we've got a great company culture uh, where we, you know, we tell jokes and we, we, we care about each other. You know, we're one big team, but we are we really care about what's going on with other people. This morning, Jeremy Wise posted that he has a new niece and we were all congratulating him on that. Can't wait to see pictures of it later. Lisa posted a picture of her grandbaby that's six weeks old. Um, so, you know, we, uh, we still have that feeling and that sense of being connected because base camp and campfire help us do that. Um, and the, and then I had heard a little bit from some of my team about just feeling disconnected and isolated because of this COVID-19 pandemic. And so yesterday, I actually had a virtual lunch with the whole team. So we all, uh, I set up a Zoom meeting and we all ate lunch 
in front of our laptop or computer, and we just uh, we just chatted. We just all talked about anything and everything under the sun uh, during our lunch hour, and then at the end, we played a little little game of trivia just for fun. And um, whoever won that, uh, it was Zach Moore won. That kid knew how many hearts an octopus has. It's three, if you guys ever have that as a trivia question. Somehow that doesn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> I was blown away. So Zach won, and he he got a little $25 Amazon gift card. And it was a, I, I had a lot of people reach out to me afterwards and thank me for doing that. And it was just something so little. Nice. I think that's, uh, I think that's important. And just so you guys uh, just pull the curtain back a little bit. So Carrie supervises uh, folks on the account. Uh, management side and the um, kind of the more uh, marketing side of things. So like uh, Susan, Sarah, Zach, um, Will, some of those folks that you may be familiar with. Noble supervises on the publication side, um, the writers like Jen and Lisa and John and uh, and all the photographers. So Noble, um, it's uh, how do you, because it's a different audience here, so how um, how do you build that rapport and build relationships with folks you're supervising? So, you know, not every department in every company is exactly the same. So Carrie's folks are, by and large, a little more extroverted. They like to have the human contact, and not that my, the folks on my side don't, but um, imagine having a group of somewhat introverted writers at the end of the day, that's what they are. Um, and so to have that same type of, uh, of event type meeting that Carrie just described, it would work, but maybe not as well for, for the folks that I manage. So what we do, and we'll talk more about meetings in a little bit, but what we do uh, every Monday, we do have a meeting. It's a um, couple of them, but the longest one is blocked out for an hour with the largest number of people. And I try to set it up so that roughly the first 20 to 30 minutes is actually focused on work. Um, but then after that, I want to leave a little bit of breathing room um, so that we can just talk. So we baked in um, the socializing and this team building just into our regular meeting to let it breathe a little bit and to, um, you know, just let people talk. It can be about work, but a lot of times it becomes about, um, you know, a guy just bought a new car, for instance, and we had a long chat with him about that or, uh, someone's new grandchild or grandbaby. Um, it just, you know, we, we let people talk. And I think that's really important. Um, and then echoing what everyone else has said, we use pings and Basecamp, little quick messages, um, have some ongoing conversations that just people, when they're, um, you know, hitting a rough point in their day, there's a place they can go vent and feel like somebody's there to listen, but it's not terribly formal. Um, this little private chat you can have off to the side and there's a group, you know, four or five people in each one. Um, and that's really useful too. So just finding ways through the course of the business week and the business day where people can talk and feel like they're connected and a part of the, the work community. I would say that, you know, a lot of that stuff may happen naturally if you're in an office. So you have to be a little bit more intentional about it. Um, when, uh, when you're not running into each other, uh, at the coffee maker or whatever like that. So, Let's move on to our next question here. So um, here we go. Uh, Alexa, read question five. Jared, is it not time already for computers and robots to take over instead of us being controlled by you puny humans? Um, Alexa, I think, that's, I think that's the wrong question. Sorry, I was thinking of something else. 
I got distracted. I think that happens a lot in webinars. Question five is, Jared, you and Stephen are managing managers. How do you keep managers aligned and in sync with big company goals? Sure. Uh, interesting first question there. Um, the, uh, yeah, so how do you communicate what, what your management team is trying to do and to everyone and all of your employees is tough. So the first thing I would say is, you know, as an online manager, you know, you, you're going to get a lot of interruptions uh, to the point where you can't really think of them as interruptions. It's more just you're doing your job. Um, you can't necessarily be a super productive, creative person who is able to, you know, turn out a lot of projects and things and manage a team well. So um, interruptions happen. You got to be okay with that. And you've got to really create a safe space for people to come and talk to you. You've got to be very intentional about laying the foundations of communication and about being sure that people who are in your charge felt feel that you care about them, especially while they're at home, especially during this pandemic, that you're, you're, you're just kind of tapping on the shoulder and saying, hey, is everything okay today? Everything doing okay? And from that, once you've laid that groundwork of people being able to trust you and talk to you and, you know, knowing they can come to you with their concerns, um, group meetings are important. Uh, again, we do those virtually just here on Zoom most of the time uh, where you can consistently spell out what you're trying to do and let people understand their role in that. Um, again, we use Basecamp and other tools to make sure that those priorities are always very clear, understood. We communicate in that context when there's something about those goals or questions about those goals. You know, go to that spot where you want to be able to talk about that. Um, yeah, so a strong mix of you know weekly one-on-ones where the people who are under you make sure that they know that you uh, you do care about them and you want them to understand their role in the company, uh, and then group meetings where everyone can kind of talk and voice their concerns and have input. So that that would be my advice for that. Excellent. Yeah, as Jared said, we're using Zoom a lot right now. In the past, we've used uh, Skype and we've used Join.me, um, but we found that Zoom seems to um, seems to be winning the whole pandemic, uh, more or less. But uh, it's been a handy tool. Uh, we were moving that way anyway before um, all of this. But let's move on to the next question. Okay, Carrie and Noble, how often do you meet with your team, and what do those meetings look like? Um, I'll go first. I do, um, I meet with my team, uh, I do a virtual one-on-one with them. Um, each person, I try to meet with them every two weeks. Um, there's about 10 people on the team. And so I think having weekly meetings would be a, a bit much for me to get my work done as well. So um, we space that out at every, every two weeks. And then beyond that, I schedule a group meeting about once a month so that everybody is together and, you know, still has that, you know, feel like they know everything that's going on within the group. Um, I also, I would say one of the biggest things that I did is something that Jared touched on, and that is just making sure that the people that I work with know that I am available to them. Um, If somebody needs me, I feel like I've, I've, 
made them completely aware that I'm here for you. Uh, you can call me at any time. You can you can text me. You can send me a ping, and I will get back with you ASAP if I don't answer the phone or answer the text immediately. Uh, if you're having a, a problem, it's my problem too because I you know that we're a team. We we work on everything collaboratively and together. So um, I I feel like that's the biggest probably the biggest thing. The one-on-one meetings are important. It's an opportunity for me to find out what somebody's struggles are that they might not want to talk about during a group meeting um, or, you know, address some special training that somebody might need that the whole group doesn't need. Uh, so those are important, but, um, but just being available to people whenever they need me, that's the biggest thing. Excellent. Noble, how about you? So, my team is geographically scattered, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, Eastern Georgia. I'm in uh, right outside Chattanooga. We have someone in Alabama, South Alabama. Um, you know, so in-person meetings are really difficult for us. Um, so what we do is, again, each Monday we have two meetings, one for our electric clients, the folks who work with them, and then one for our telco a magazine project. And what we try to do on the front end of that, um, I try to be, have an agenda that's very specific. I, we have a production schedule, so there's certain points along that schedule that there need to be reminders, uh, discussions, how can we do things better. So before each meeting, I try to have a decent agenda of key points. There may only be two or three, but things that you know, we can have planned, uh, open it up for conversation during that meeting and be really focused with the meetings. Uh, we're, we move quickly, try to keep those meetings as efficient and productive as we can. Um, beyond that, well, we, there's a function, and I don't mean to uh, keep pushing Basecamp here at all, because there's other ways of doing this, but there is a function in Basecamp where we can have an automatic check-in. So every day, um, each assistant editor or writer, they're asked you know, three questions. What did you do yesterday? What are you going to do today? And are there any roadblocks? And we have an element where we can have a conversation back and forth. So what we've done is automate the process of communication and making it really meaningful and useful. Um, and then, you know, I have one-on-ones as needed because like Carrie said, I also it's nine, 10 people that I work with. Um, so we have formal meetings, you know, all along, but, you know, impromptu meetings just throughout the week um, as people need things. So. But the big thing is that anchor meeting that's focused and really intentional on Monday. Absolutely. That's, that's good insight. So let's go through the whole panel. We'll, um, we'll go Carrie and then Noble and then Jared. Um, but one of the things that we talk about a lot and it's come up on this call a little bit is company culture. And particularly if folks are going to be home longer than just a couple of weeks, um, it, you know, if, whether or not you have new folks coming on at the time, what do you guys think are some of the ways um, to keep company culture the same? It's kind of remarkable when I started and there were six employees um, going to the office every day, eight and a half years ago, I would say the company culture at Word South is pretty similar to what it was back then. What do you guys think are some ways um, that uh, folks can keep the company culture alive and well um, while working remotely? Carrie, do you mind going first? No, that's fine. One of the things that I would say is to take time for small talk. 
um, there was a while when people would use campfire and, you know, say, you know, there'll be, there'll be side conversations in campfire. You know, somebody will tell about a crazy dream they had or, or something that seems odd. Um, and I, I didn't participate in those conversations very much just because, you know, I'm busy and I have things to do. But once I took the time to start embracing that and, and look at it a little bit different, I think that that helped me personally. And I know that, you know, for some of the new people coming on, it's vitally important that they feel like they're connected to other people. So I would say take time for small talk. But um, I would also say that Word South, um, our company culture might be a little bit different than other people's, but I, I, I absolutely love Word South. I mean, like I'm a, I'm a raving fan of our company and I would, I would tell anyone that. And we, we work hard to make sure that every, every hire that we make, um, that those people feel like they're a part of the team and that they don't just come in and say, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm the new writer or I'm the new account manager, but they, they know that their job is important and it's important for everybody else that they work with. So we have a new hire process. I think Jared actually uh, created a good deal of it. And Andy, I know that you were a, you were a part of that too. But our, our onboarding process for new hires is fantastic. Um, we use we use our technology to help guide people through conversations with every employee um, on staff. So by the time they've been through that onboarding session, the first two or three days um, that they're working, they've had a conversation um, and not just a, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. But they've had a, a, a little conversation with every single person. Um, and, and that's fantastic. I mean, you, you can't beat that. So, um, we are, we're awesome and we do a really good job of that. I would, I would say. Excellent. Thanks. And then of course the automated emails are there to back up those conversations or getting an email every day. So, um, that's automated, uh, once they sign up, put their information in. So yeah, there, there's, it's a mix of technology and, and, and real people there. Noble, what do you think are, are some keys to keeping the company culture? You know, I think for me, the most important one is that actions matter. Um, it's really easy to talk about culture and how you want to be. Um, and particularly when people don't see your face every day, you know, it, you can, it would be easy to create a, a situation where people feel forgotten. Um, so your actions matter. For instance, in the last year, we've had some folks that have had a couple of rough runs. We've had a heart attack. Um, we had an emergency appendectomy just a couple of weeks ago. Um, things happen in people's lives. And we're very consistent. And this isn't anything as a manager I've done. This is company-wide. Um, we're very consistent in that we support one another. So people understand that if something is going on in their life, that work is important, but we're going to back you up. And you've got the freedom to go take care of what you need to take care of that. Yes, you may work 300 miles away from the you know, main office, but you're still part of the family and we're going to take care of you. Um, someone had an illness in with a relative in Texas and she's in Tennessee and commented just yesterday, uh, day, day before, actually, just how appreciative she was of that culture and how it how it exists here. And even though she doesn't see Stephen and Michelle, the owners of the company very often, but that's trickled down from the top and throughout the whole company. And I think that's just really important. 
Thank you, Noble. Um, Jared, we've got about six minutes left for the whole uh, one last question after this one. If you don't mind, would you touch on uh, on what you think the keys to the company culture are? Sure. So, Carrie and Noble gave excellent answers. I would just add to that, you know, over communicate. That, that's something we, we, we do and people who know me say I do way too much. You know, one thing we see with our utility companies that we're blessed to work with is the guys in the warehouse don't know what the CSRs know. And the CSR people don't really understand what the accounting people do. And everyone is kind of getting um, getting the information from different places. And managers just kind of sometimes count on information and culture to diffuse out from their office. And you catch it as you walk by. Um, one thing we do is we, we make sure that since we're all kind of huddled around the same place anyway, be that the campfire or our central messaging system, Everyone needs to be on the same spot. Everyone needs to read the same messages, get the same get the same news with the same tone and from the same people. Uh, virtual working helps that. Uh, tools that you can use not working helps that. Um, and yeah, so just be sure you're over communicating and telling people over and over and over again what you're doing and why you're doing it. Excellent. Well said. Alexa, uh, read our last question. Last question. That means participants who have been shopping in a separate browser during this webinar must make your final purchase decisions so I can ship your items to you. Okay. For the panel, what final advice do you have for folks working from home? Jared, do you mind going first? Sure. Yeah. And just, just briefly, um, you know, again, try to, if you're going to be home, even for more than just a couple of weeks, invest in a good chair. Don't be sitting at the kitchen table chair uh, all day long. Uh, and, you know, take care of your lower spine, get some exercise, like Noble said, get up, walk around, uh, keep a schedule to find a way to get out of your house and just walk around. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to go stir crazy working at home, even not during a pandemic. So take care of your mental health, uh, take care of your lower back and we'll all get through this. Great. We'll go to Carrie in just a second, but if anybody does have any questions for the panel before we wrap up, be sure to send those into the little um, chat window there. Uh, but Carrie, what are some thoughts uh, that you have? Just uh, quick hits for um, tips and advice for folks. Noble touched on earlier. He said, don't, um, uh, you know, don't uh, take breaks and, um, you know, get your, end your day. Don't carry your work with you into the evening. But I would, I would say don't take it with you into the weekend either. Um, you're, you need the time off to, you know, revive yourself and to come back fresh on Monday and it'll still be there for you on Monday. Excellent. Noble, how about you? You know, um, working from home can be disconcerting at the beginning. And I think a lot of folks are, are probably now getting into a little bit of a groove with it. But the biggest tip is that give it a little time, be patient, develop a system that works for you and you will be productive. And, you know, again, as a manager, um, you know, you can have faith in the system that people can work from home and be happy and productive. Um, just got to got to build it together. Excellent. Well, I appreciate the panels. I appreciate you guys. Um, uh, Alexa, why don't um, I hope that you had a good first webinar. Why don't you tell them about uh, our next upcoming webinars? Thank you. The next Word South webinar will be about marketing segmentation. It will be May 14th. On June 9th, WordSouth will host another webinar looking at back-to-school campaigns. I have added those events to everyone's personal calendar. Uh, I didn't know that you, I didn't know you could do that. Of course, I can't mess with people's personal data like that. Who do you think I am? 
Facebook. Okay. Sorry. Something. All right. Well, we're. Uh, appreciate everybody taking the time to join us. Um, the next webinar, we'll have Carrie Huckabee and I will be talking about marketing segmentation. And uh, if you have any other questions for us, you should have ways to get in touch with us. Uh, but my email is andy at wordsouth.com if you want to um, send any questions over or anything we can get into further. So thank okay. you guys. Stay safe, stay well, and we will talk to you later on. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.